Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I hear you. I Get the mic off of me. I'm dead ass. Are you going to see the real Katina? Get the off of me. I swear to God, get the Filming is done for the night. I'm done. Thank you. Get this off of me. It makes me question a character because you're married. And if you're married, you shouldn't be on dating apps. It's, that, it's just simple. It's just common sense. I don't like to use the word divorce. But you're, look, you're asking experts to find your love and get off the apps. That doesn't make sense. If you want to be out there looking for yourself, then you don't need to be on Married at First Sight. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Married at First Sight Boston edition. You know her, you love her. I do as well. It's my sister, Kelly's back to recap the latest episode. Hi, Kelly. Even though this makes me cringe, I'm going to say, Happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be a, a belated St. Patty's Day, but um, thank you. That, that's okay. an inside joke between Kelly and I only, and I will not be explaining it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but happy St. Patty's Day to you as well. Um, how have you been feeling about the season? I usually get you in earlier. I know. So we haven't really talked about it. <laughs> It's uh it's it's been a struggle to watch this. In what way? I really haven't had a lot of motivation because I just don't feel like any of the couples were gonna make it. Mm. Yeah. So, Not even Stephen Noy. Um, I hope so. I, I yeah, I think so because of him, not her. <laughs> you think they'll make it despite in spite of Noy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. I think that they'll make it because he's going to have to continue to work with her 
on her anxiety about things that she shouldn't be so concerned with, like having th- must have three kids. Like, how can you say you're going to have three kids when you haven't even had one? Right. You haven't even had one. And once you have one, you can then determine if you can handle, manage, afford two more. But you can't go in saying you must have three and and not be, it's non-negotiable. I mean, that kind of yeah. stuff is just ridiculous. I agree. It's a silly thing to hold on to. Um, yeah. But she'll learn. You know, that's a thing. It's like, okay, I, I feel like it's a thing that you just like, you let her have it and then she'll learn her lesson in real time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so just 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 humor her. Um, let's actually start with them because okay. now we're at the one month mark. It's mm-hmm. their anniversary. And so the couples are doing their month anniversary stuff and like focusing on each other, blah, blah, blah. We all know what's going on. So <clears throat> Steve is shooting hoops with his, bro- his bro- brother, Jeff. And Jeff's been married for 10 years. So he's like trying to figure out if this is normal, right? Right. So. I felt like, you know, we all know the beats with Steve and Noy, right? It's, he doesn't have a job. Um, she walked out during Noodlegate. Right, and, Noodlegate. <laughs> and that, um, you know, whatever. I feel like he really skated over, like, the job security thing and really focused more on her insecurities mm-hmm. and... You know, he did bring up a point of, I feel like she is so used to leaning on her friends and talking things through with them that she needs to, like, realize that we're a partnership and she needs to talk to me about stuff. That was really the only new and interesting thing he said about that. Mm -hmm. I think, how do you feel about the job? Because I feel like you would have strong opinions. Actually, um, for me, I would just ask him, how much do you have saved? Because if he has a lot of money saved, and he can do what he's doing right now, which is take his time, you know, find another avenue, then that wouldn't bother me. Right. Now, if you're if you're not able to pay your rent <laughs> and you can't do stuff because of this, that's another issue. He never said that. He just said he's trying to find a different avenue. And he and they she hasn't said, you can't afford to do this. You can't afford to do that. We're not able to do this she doesn't know that or we don't know that he could have money stacked away for this reason mm-hmm. and if he does then i wouldn't care now yeah. when, when it impacts my lifestyle and we are not able to do things because of it that's another story but she's never said that she just said she wants him to have a job and i would want him to have a job too but i also know if he doesn't have to have one right now because he's done his due diligence he saved a lot of money and he's comfortable. He'll then we're fine, and he will. He's not going to let himself go broke. I don't think. But that's the question. That's the question she should ask him, and then she can feel comfortable with it. Yeah, they need to have like a hard. What is in your wallet? Right. Huh. How much money do you have, sucker? Because <laughs> if you do, you have money stacked up. Because if you do, we good. But if you don't. Now I have a problem because you can't just be coasting around this house broke, broke, broke. Right. Um, it's kind of like uh, the couple from last year, Mirla and Gil, mm-hmm. where he was so focused on the money. And then when we got down to open our checking accounts and our savings, yeah. um, your whole boy, 
your boy was like, uh, what had happened was I got money tied up here and there and there. And he was not financially prepared like Mirla was. Um, so yeah, I think they just need to have like a straight up brass tax conversation. Yes, they do. And I feel confident that Steve is prepared. I don't think he had, he's, um, out here being reckless or anything like that, but I would want to know and she should know. So the, only thing that gives, the only thing that gives me pause is he's like, well, don't you like that I make breakfast for you? Don't you like <laughs> that I keep the house clean? That to me is giving me like, I'm not really motivated to find a job. And I'm like trying to get out my uh, uh, whatever, like stay at home dad situation. Uh, and I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean. I don't know. I, I would be like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to do all the cooking and the cleaning, then he's right. I shouldn't be complaining if I have money saved up. If I don't, then that's another story. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Jeff tells him basically, you know, this is what you can expect. It's not that weird, but y'all need to focus. Like when you do argue, mm-hmm. instead of dealing in absolutes of like, you can't do this or you're not going to change that, just focus mm-hmm. on like, the smallest thing that you can right. change and work on that. So, yeah, that was good advice. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like Steve. I, I think he's a very calm, nice person. As long as he's not broke, I like Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. He has like a, a, a good energy about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a really, he seems like a really good guy. Yeah. Are we going to talk about how they were sitting on the boat? Looking mm-hmm. like they were in the Titanic? Yes. <laughs> Um, so then Noi meets up with her girlfriend and she says that so far things are like 80% good with them and say 80 or 20% like, ugh. and she says, okay, well, let's get into it. So Noi says that in terms of good stuff, Steve, now that he said, I love you once, he's like letting the chopper spray. He's saying it all day long and she loves it and they really understand each other. And she says that like, Steve is the one who is the fixer. He wants to tackle the issues, fix them and move on. And then she starts to talk about his job situation and says like, she doesn't know what she should say, how much she should encourage him. She's not trying to be the sole breadwinner. And she thinks that it's fair to want a partner who brings as much to to the table as she does. Which you're right. Like we're having too many general discussions about this and not enough real ones. Right, exactly. Just ask the man how. What? Show me your account. Right. That will eliminate all the problems. Or at least, if you are too scared to do that, ask him like, "What is comfortable to you?" You know. Mm-hmm. What? Well, she definitely needs to have a conversation, and she shouldn't be scared to ask because she has every right to ask. Yeah. What his situation is. She does. She does. But she knows she's not going to. So. <laughs> Well, she's not going to complain about it. Options for for the meek girl. This is. I, I I'm a dive right in type of person. I'm not okay. going to spend my time going dancing around something, asking questions, wondering and guessing when you can just ask the question directly. I agree. I agree. And eliminate all of this. Yeah. But I, I guess agree. they have to do that for TV, or maybe she's too scared to ask. I don't know. Probably a little bit of both, you know. Um, she straight up says that like. 
her friend says, you know, this is great, but like, I know that we both tend to be romantic at heart. And so like, mm-hmm. I just don't want you to get too caught up in what you think Steve is going to be and mm-hmm. start getting realistic. Um, mm-hmm. Lori says in a confessional that she knows for a fact that if they don't address their issues, they're doomed to fail. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what other, you know, the thing with them is maybe it is just for TV because outside of that, they don't have any other problems, do they? Well, I don't know because I feel like they keep hinting that there's something really deep <clears throat> and something that really needs to be fixed, but they don't really say what it is. So I think it keeps being pushed under the radar. Uh-huh. But they both keep saying, like, there is a big issue. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, they need to uh, they need to move on to that because I'm tired of talking about his money. <laughs> right. Let's let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on to the next issue. Let's talk so, about some men. <laughs> their storyline is boring outside of that. And I because I keep forgetting about them. And and in that respect, it's like I can't even really root for them because they're just such you know just toast with no butter. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that, but. I like Steve. I, I, I root for them because I like him. I mean, it's a nice multi-grain toast, but I, they could just be giving <laughs> me more. I don't want to go back for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get to their date. So okay. apparently Noe has only lived in Boston for a couple of years, so she doesn't really know a whole lot about the city. So he takes her out on a boat at night sushi the whole thing before they go out on the boat though they exchange gifts with each other <laughs> i thought his gift was so cute <laughs> yeah it so was or he got her a leopard print was it a dress for her well or it was, was it like a, a it yeah it was like it looked like a flowy like a yeah like a not a sarong but like a, a caftan or something like that okay yeah, um, from yeah Mumu. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she, he got her a leopard print caftan and then he got her dog Sushi a leopard print vest. And then he told her that he had a leopard print uh, button down on the way and that they were going to take family photos together. <laughs> right. I thought that was adorable. See, that's that was really, like him. Yeah, that was really cute. Um, <clears throat> so then in a confessional, Noi says that she thought that the gift was really thoughtful. Um, and she's hoping that they can have like one productive conversation about finances before decision day. Mm-hmm. She doesn't tell that to him. She tells it to us. Right. <laughs> she gets him a Polaroid camera. That that was really about it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so then they go on a rope boat ride and they get sushi. I'm going to have to get sushi tonight because it was really looking good. <laughs> it was looking good. Um, and, you know, they're talking about how this is an accelerated process. They live together. So, you know, they're having these fights and they're having to make up because there's nowhere to escape, basically. Mm-hmm. And Noi's like, yeah, we can't walk away from each other. You know, except for that one time I did, but I won't be doing right. it. Again. <laughs> you won't do it again. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so then Steve asked her, like, is this what you pictured when you, you know, signed up for this? And she's like, you know, I knew that I would probably find somebody who's compatible for me, but like, this is different. You know, I didn't know that it would work as well as it has been. And she brings up the fact that they do need to address the fact that Steve, you know, what's going on with his job, what they're going to be doing for money before decision day. 
And like I said, he's like, well, haven't you noticed that I've made an effort? You know, I breakfast and, um, you know, I've tried to have those discussions with you, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, he kind of got a little snippy around that time. Yeah, but, like, what did he mean? Like, I've tried to have these talks with you. So why why haven't they? Right. If this is a problem for her and he is the one who's bringing it up, then take the wheel, girl. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of got a little lost in that part. So I was like, when, when, when did you do that? Right. I don't It's They're confusing to me. Um so then he says something like, you know, I've been doing my best to try and find a solution and, you know, we can't expect each other to change overnight, and, but all we can expect each other to do is try. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically all we saw of them until the dinner. So let's move on to Mark and Lindsay. Okay. Oh, um, so we start off by Mark is in his car. It's like early in the morning. It's still dark out. And he says that the job he had basically was like, you can come back when you're done filming. Like, this isn't going to work for us. <laughs> <laughs> do you, did you believe that? Or do you think that they actually fired him? Uh, that he's fired. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a, <laughs> a slow breakup. Um, so then he says... You know, like, he is nervous about breaking the news to her, to Lindsay, because he's not her sure how she'll feel, even though she didn't really like the job. She thinks he's a broke bitch. It's too far away. Um, you know, she she didn't like the hours and stuff like that. So She has we, dogged him repeatedly <clears throat> over this job. Right. I don't like the fact, like, if he's making 60K, like, that's a decent amount of money. And maybe, yeah, it's Boston and the the cost of living's higher and all that. But she really acts like he's working part-time at Whole Foods or something. I don't know. Like, she's acting like he's a real flop, and that makes me sad. It's just, she she dogs him in lots of different areas. She dogs his apartment. Sexually. She dogs his... Um, stroke <laughs> right. she dogged she his job his income she dogged him and then she constantly says i need to feel appreciated girl right. you're dogging this man out left and right right yeah and he's gonna find out and he's really gonna oh feel oh my sick. god I, I, oh, the way he was <laughs> acting last night and mm. he'll take everything back right exactly <laughs> um so then what happens after that? So we didn't really see him tell her that he lost his job. We just like hop in on the conversation where she's asking him what his plan on is on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I would kind of rather you take your time and find a job. Cause he's like, you know, I, I'm looking for something real quick. Like I want it to be a good fit for me, but I'm like pounding the pavement. She's like, you know, I'd rather you just do your due diligence, find something that you actually like instead of just taking a job just to take a job. Uh And Mark's like, yeah, I really like, I, I don't, I don't really rock that way. Like I can't sit still for a long time. I just like, he needs a job. Okay. So most people would feel like that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So Lindsay then says that maybe his job should be working on getting to know her and the marriage. (laughs) Like, like she is uh she is the she's she's horrible to me. She now, wants it always, and that's her problem. Like you want him to be the provider, but you also want to be the the soccer mom, hockey mom, tiger mom, and 
yeah, she's got to figure out what it is that she wants. She's like a person who is a redneck but doesn't know it. <laughs> like, girl, you are she the reminds- most ratchet girl on the whole show. <laughs> right. And you're acting like a queen or a princess. It, but right. Look at how you act. It's a juxtaposition. There is something. That's what I said. She reminds me of Becky from Dar- from Roseanne. <laughs> uh, something very like well in looks, but not in yeah. behavior. There's something very like rough around the edges with her. She's she's a redneck, but she doesn't know it. She's a redneck that grew up in Boston instead of Alabama. That's the only difference was location. <laughs> there, yeah. I hope you guys know what I mean. There's just something, it's just not, there's something not refined about her. And she keeps selling us like, hippie, plant, plant loving, rich, bougie girl. And it just doesn't make sense. She doesn't know which. Right. So. I mean. <clears throat> <laughs> so. Um, she Lindsay then is like, well, I think that maybe you should just take advantage of this time off because you know if we want to have kids, you're not going to be able to have a quiet moment to yourself, as though as if he's had a quiet moment to himself since he entered this marriage. Um, right. <laughs> and I she's like, look, you if he takes advantage of it, she will then berate him for Exactly. I thought the exact same thing. Mark's like, whoa, like kids are a long way for me. I'm not even like thinking about how this firing is going to factor into my future or anything like Uh that at this point. And Lindsay walks, looks away from him. And I'm like, oh, Lord, this is about to be a fight. Right. Uh So then Mark says, hey, like there have a lot of been a lot of things that have gone badly and out of have been out of my control recently. Uh And this is like the one thing that I can take control of getting a job. Right. So I want to do that. And I think that made all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She really well, has to like meet him halfway and stop wanting to be thanked for helping him and put into perspective of like what all he's dealing with and be kinder and more gentler to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I- I just don't, I don't understand which, where her uh, rationale is coming from as to what she deserves and, and how it's just, he needs to appreciate me. And then he, but he showed you how he appreciated you. He got you a plan, but we we can talk about that later if you want. <laughs> All right. so. I thought he was really going to do something. He whips out a doggone plan. I got one of those sitting on my desk. <laughs> Oh God! So Lindsay says, "Okay, well, what I'm hearing you say right now is that you're not focused on our marriage. You're not focused on our right. uh, imaginary future children, and you're just only worried about yourself." It's like, yeah, girl. Like, what? The man close to what he said. <laughs> the man had just lost his apartment, lost his job. His mom is on the outs, really, and here you are squawking at him hee-hawing in his face and he just needs a break okay like let him tip down to the planet fitness and and take a load off okay <laughs> get, get right. and let him have some autonomy to himself you know it's just Ooh. you know and even like, where he, 
That's why you want. That's why you're sleeping in a TP tonight, because that's about what you deserve. (laughs) If it makes me feel better to be, you know, the the progressive insurance sign guy, and just to you know feel a sense of purpose, then let them do it. Whatever, you know. Um, And if it's just a whatever job, then he'll just quit it when he finds something that he actually likes. Um, So then. She just feels like, Lindsay says that she feels like Mark's just not in the right headspace uh, right now. And that she thinks that he hasn't had a partner that's really supported him in the way that she has. And, you know, that's really a part of who she is. But at a certain point, she wants to be appreciated. And it's like, what does this have to do with him getting fired? Right. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Lord. know. She is ridiculous. Great. so then she says you know that she just feels like all his plans are focused on him and so like she's just like i'm wondering if we're doing this together or if like i'm the only one trying to make things work he doesn't even look at her and he just starts rubbing his ear like please get me out of here genie (laughs) i had one wish (laughs) situation please um So then later, Mark meets up with Chris of Chris and Alyssa. And he says that they like got on immediately. They're like first grade best friends with each other. So he wanted Chris to come check in on him. They haven't seen each other since the bowling night where Lindsay went in a bathroom and told the producers that he doesn't know how to make her come. So (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait till he sees that. Poor guy. Um, oh, I want to shout out to everybody because I asked y'all to show, send me like Rudy After Dark clips that were uh, relevant. And y- a bunch of y'all sent me the same clip about Lindsay saying that apparently uh, Mark had maintained a relationship with Alyssa via DMs, mm. Instagram, and that they were had been communicating and uh, Lindsay found out after the fact because I guess Alyssa had been like creeping around those apartments and still trying to kick it with her girls, right? And oh, so of course. I guess off camera, a bunch of them had been like regularly hanging out on the roof of the apartment building. Mm-hmm. So I guess there was a point where she was out on the roof and then uh, somehow Lindsay come, came to find out that they had been talking and she was like confronted him about it. And he said that, you know, he just wanted to be friends with everybody. And Lindsay was like, but she has me blocked on Instagram. She doesn't like us as a couple. So why are you trying to be friends with her? She doesn't like me. She doesn't like us. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I have an issue. So yeah and he had not told her until she asked him about it so i saw that y'all thank you that was interesting (laughs) to say the least wow i didn't know that yeah so mark and chris go shopping around it's like this plant store vibey gems sage kind of place and um chris comes up with the idea which is actually really cute to get like a little terrarium for her and to put rocks in it because they have like this whole thing of rocks and you can pick out a rock and find out which one means whatever and um so he gets that for her and then they sit down and you know chris is like how have things been going since bowling night and mark says that that was the first time after that situation that she Lindsay had actually apologized for something that she did 
Um, and that he was surprised about that. But then he says he's not in love with her. But she hasn't said that she's not in love with him. And then he says that he feels like because he's still there, that maybe they have some time left to see if things can change and get better. Mm. He's terrified of her. Yeah, he is. He doesn't like. She's too much. She's too much. Even from like from hour one. I don't think like this man's eyes have been able to shut. (laughs) They are wide open. (laughs) He's constantly in terror. I feel like his REM cycle has got to be all fucked up. Yeah, he's not sleeping. sleeping. That's why I'm surprised he took her to the middle of the uh, middle of, I don't know where that was, but middle of nowhere in in a teepee. Oh, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) That had to be production did that. (laughs) <laughs> oh for sure for sure he brings up a good point with Chris is that like Lindsay's brought up on multiple occasions all the things that she's done um, but he has not done that with her right, Oh no, because right. people don't normally do that in a yeah, relationship yeah. especially a marriage right and he said if I were to tell her that I'm done and I didn't want to be in this relationship it would be done it would be over She, w- I would never be able to come back from something like that with her oh no uh uh-uh. uh so you see you uh, hear how he um trashed like literally trashed him in the bathroom then the next mm-hmm. week you somehow you forgot everything that you said i mean he didn't hear it but she knows what she said right she's been so, faking big time right like how do you say something like that about someone and then just come back and pretend like you know everything's fine i have no idea i couldn't do it <laughs> I know we can't do it. Neither of us has a poker face. We're like Jasmina in that way. Right. And it wouldn't it wouldn't work. <laughs> not for me. I could not do that. Um, so then Chris is like, okay, well, what's your plan going into the anniversary uh, this weekend? And he's like, well, I'm planning on making sure that she feels really appreciated. But <laughs> I'm not also trying to go any further than that, like romantically, because I don't want Lindsay to think that things are going to go somewhere if he's still unsure yeah yeah that's a hard line to tell don't you think I mean he had to he had to but I like if this were me and I was looking back on this and you were like oh I'm gonna take you out we're gonna spend a romantic weekend at a cabin but I don't want you to think, I don't want you to read too much into this. Like, well, then we couldn't, we didn't need to leave the city, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. A trip that's is true. a big thing, right? Yeah, it is. And she can say that, <laughs> but she's really not going to have a whole lot to say because she's going to have to recover from all the stuff she said before he did that. True. <laughs> Fortunately, so. <yeah. laughs> she's way in the black. Way, um, she is. She is in the weeds big time. <laughs> so um so he surprises her with this little cabin in the woods the teepee and the, the wood-fired pizza obviously you have made it very clear that this would not be something that would make you happy i disagree <laughs> i right. thought it was cute. <laughs> you thought it was uh, what i thought it was cute but i would have liked to see the bathroom situation because no, here's every everything that they did was look scary to me that <laughs> That thing that Steve, the um, Steve and Noe, when they were in literally in the middle of the ocean at night, that's what it looked like. I know they weren't, but that's what it looked like. It looked like they were on the Titanic. 
um, the TP, like they kept hovering over it, showing like how secluded it was. There is no way you're getting me out there. No, that's not romantic at all. I wouldn't. That's you're nothing. You're not an I'm elephant into. girl, huh? You you like you don't want to be. I can't picture you going camping. I can't picture I, you going camping. But there was nothing around. Like <laughs> I could probably go camping if there was other camping people out there camping. There was nothing out there. Well, nothing. maybe I think those are little plots of land. I bet those were, there were a bunch of those little cabins you just couldn't see. They're not close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like men can't be trusted to pick out a vacation because they Mm -mm. like i just need to know what the bathroom situation is like and nice but it just was too it was too scary for me Uh -uh. i would have gone and i would have thought that was cute and i would have been happy about the pizza (laughs) that pizza Uh girl no okay (laughs) first of all I guess after they ate, I looked down. Now I'm sure we're going to bring this up. After they ate, I looked down at her plate. That pizza was like, looked like a piece of black coal. Did it? <laughs> I'm like, that couldn't have been good. You were just hungry. <laughs> I like the concept of a wood fire pizza, but the execution oh, it, always yeah, iffy. It, it looked like a great idea. But when right. I saw her plate, I was like, there's no way that pizza could have been good. No way. <laughs> Uh, so what happens after that? Okay, so he gives her the, you know, they have the little pizzas. He gives her the crystals or the little rocks and stuff. And Lindsay's like, you know, thinks it's really cool. Says she doesn't have one. And then he asks her, like, would you have been as excited to go on this trip if this were two weeks ago? And she's like, yeah, I would. And she asks him the same question. And uh, he says... You know, the communication has been tough between them, but every week that goes by, he feels like he gets to know Lindsay more. And now they're at the point where they are arguing a little bit less and they're laughing more in a confessional. Arguing a little bit less as in arguing not within the last hour. Yeah. That, 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 that counts as arguing <laughs> less. Now they're just having passive aggressive comments rather than or just yelling, screaming in his face. Right. So, right. um, so in a confessional, Lindsay says that between the gifts and the vacation, that this is like a hundred percent Lindsay. And she knows now that Mark has been listening to her and he's trying to give her affection. And she thinks adult is really thoughtful. And then they go and watch their wedding video. <laughs> well, did you notice that when he started to kind of get a little emotional, she was just staring at him? Mm-hmm. No, no reaction. No reaction. Dead in the eye, completely. He's crying. He's trying to touch her hand about how, you know, um, he realizes and recognizes all the pain that she's gone through in her life. And he noticed that, you know, she's been through it all. And, you know, he just wants her to know that he will always protect her. And like you said, she's just looking at him like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Like they're just talking about what happened in their day. Yeah, no. In a confessional, she says that she's only seen Mark get emotional a few times, and she feels like 
maybe watching that wedding video put some things into perspective for him. Okay, girl. Okay. You want to be appreciated. He tells you that he's appreciating you and you have no reaction. I mean, she did say, I'm going down to 1%. You're going to have to prove yourself. And she was right. She's not giving him an inch. But what did he do to deserve all that? Nothing. Um, well, I what mean, apparently nothing in the bedroom. Maybe that's what he was <laughs> nothing. Uh, so. She's ruthless. Let's let's move on to Katina and Elijah Wan. Ugh. Okay. Tell me tell me your thoughts about Elijah Wan because we haven't talked about this. I kind of like him and I kind of don't. Hmm. Okay. Because well, now I'm wishing like... I had half that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like he. I feel like he is committed he's just a he's a little he's a bit much he needs to be committed kelly what'd you say he needs to be committed he is no he needs to be committed to a psych ward oh (laughs) for emotional abuse stress gaslighting manipulation yeah last night but no night has been good with him, Kelly. What night has been good with Elijah Wan? Not a single one. Oh, so let's start. Okay. So Katina has a video chat with her girlfriend, Imani. And she says, that, you know, they've known each other since they're 10. They've seen each other through all the stages. So, you know, they see each other, right? So uh-huh. she starts off by saying to Imani that Elijah Wan was initially frustrated with her inability to be vulnerable, which I think is really... Um, uh, not the whole story at all. <laughs> no, no. Uh-uh. I'm like, huh? Not you? What do you need to be vulnerable for? She keeps putting everything on herself, and that concerns me. Yeah. It's concerning because she's not doing nearly as like he's acting like she doesn't know how to wipe herself. And you know, <laughs> like, he's there this is not just about her inability to be vulnerable and open up. It's more than this, but all right, girl, if you want to take this on, then take it on. So she says that she was coming from a place of trying to guard her heart because she didn't want to get hurt. And so then Imani is like, well, why didn't you just go for it? She's like, well, in the past, I've given my heart to the wrong people. And I didn't realize how much that was affecting me until I got into this relationship. But now I feel like Elijah Wan is a safe space for me, which was LOL, girl. Right. Push you right on to a bit of sharks later. But anyway, um, then they shift to like the romance, whether or not they've consummated their relationship. And Katina, mm-hmm. oh, no, make no mistake, we're definitely attracted to each other. We're always touching and PDA, all that, all that, all that, except we're not having sex with each other. Um, you know, we just want to have more of an emotional connection, which is his saying, not hers. Mm-hmm. She would yeah, have. But- he, he could and I'm not I'm not trying to don't don't take this too far but he really could have been doing things with her knowing how 
knowing what he's doing or how he feels, I'm sorry. And um, he's not doing that. He's, he hasn't taken it to the physical side because he knows that he doesn't want, I think he's trying to have this perfect thing. Yeah. And, and marriage isn't perfect, but I think he's like, if it's not perfect, I can't, you know, I can't do that. But I'm just saying like, I feel like if he wanted to be intimate with her, she would have been receptive to that. And he yeah. hasn't done that yet. So I kind of a little bit give him credit for that because he could just think with his other brain. And he, he, could, be, he could be Chris of Chris and Paige about he this. He could have and done he, that and he didn't. And that that is a good point. In the end, I don't really like... This is uh, them not having sex is not anywhere near their biggest issue, <laughs> like not at all. Right. And frankly, right. it's probably for the best that they're not. Right. Um, but he could have been, though, is what I'm saying. Right. He he could have done that, and he hasn't. I think that his reasoning behind it is probably sinister, but ultimately, <laughs> so you know, I guess you just take the silver lining on that one. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, that was basically it. We didn't see him talk to anybody, did we? so uh-uh. yeah i don't remember that so then that we get to their date and katina surprises him with a gondola ride which i liked steven noise their gondola ride would have been like ick for me because that water was like straight sludge like <laughs> louisiana swamp water right. that- Again, another not so friendly experience that i wouldn't have i would have that, that at least that one was out in the open at and during the day. Oh no, I but like it also wasn't, it's way um, better. It wasn't uh you know romantic. No. I was about to get in her ass about being the one who uh planned the date, but she did say it in confessional that she would rather plan it and do something that she wants than leave it up to him, which is fair because she probably would have had her ass in another cooking class if it was his right. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a competition cooking class or something right right so, yeah, she was better off doing that on her own right. <laughs> he would have signed her up for master chef yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> up kids um but, you know with the cooking thing i think because i've been in a situation like this i think i'm not trying to protect him but i think what it is is he he wants this perfect person and he he really is in his mind he's thinking that he's helping her be better I don't think he thinks that she has to cook everything all all day I think he just wants her to get to the point where you can't order out every day so if you want to be responsible adult you're going to have to get in this kitchen and cook now he's his presentation is horrid, but the truth of the matter is, he's pushing her to be a better wife just for somebody else, because she's gonna take this with her, and know that okay, <laughs> I'm gonna have to cook sometimes, I'm gonna have to clean sometimes, I'm gonna have to be a little bit more mature in other areas. It just won't be with him. But those right. are things that she needs to know as a woman. It just doesn't need to come from him. Yes, this is a journey. Like you know he's saying, yeah, because he's uh, ultimately like, 
who's to say like his life experience out shines hers or whatever. I mean, he's been testing her and I feel like he's not really allowing her to be. He's choosing to set up these tests for her and getting uh-huh. up and then degrading her but he's not you don't need to be testing somebody a test is what comes after a repeated bad behavior not yeah i'm just gonna test you to see how you are as a person for off rip like right that's not your job it's not her job it's not but at the same time some of the stuff that she is learning the hard way through him inappropriately is going to benefit her in her next relationship for sure. Right. Right. And he can quote unquote take credit for that. <laughs> and he will. And you know what? I'll be <laughs> if a man who can't pronounce salmon or gondola correctly right. tells me anything right. about it. Okay. Right. Mr. Yeah. Uh, gondola. 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 You know, gondola is something totally different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He probably didn't even know what that meant, stupid. So (laughs) Elijah, you know, he's on top of the world because, you know, she's treating him like a king that he does not deserve. And he's like, you know, you know, she really thought about this. And this is like her combining her world to turn up with my more calm energy. First of all, Katina stays on like a level four at all times. Like this Mm -hmm. turn up Pina. I don't. Okay, if she likes to party, fine, but this is not like Lindsay. This is not like um homegirl who uh who's with the dog Virginia from last year who was like, I need to go Thursday Thursday, uh flop out oh, Friday. Maybe maybe it is because when she Saturday. said take that when she said take that camera off, she said she y'all don't y'all hadn't seen the real Katina. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe she is. <laughs> Apparently. So then he's just, you know, like, I'm just at a loss for words. And honestly, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for that. So while they're on the ride, Elijah Wan says, you know, he's happy that they were able to bounce back because he was scared for a second. And, you know, Katina's like, oh, you know, I'm glad we went through all this stuff. And he starts to talk about how, like, you know, it seems that the things that they care about, it's just like... I don't know. Everything's good. He would put them at it like an eight and a half or nine. And he hopes that one day he'll be able to say that he loves his wife. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) wishing and hoping and praying for that. Thank God. Yeah. He really thinks that like, he's the prize is the thing. Right. That's, that's the biggest thing. Right. Really thinks that he has everything lined up and he is a prize. And yeah, that's you. If you marry anybody like that, you're doomed. Doomed, because you're never going to be able to live in up to whatever arbitrary brass ring is in their mind, and the uh-huh. goalpost is always going to be changed, and you're never going to be able to keep up with it. Yeah, he needs somebody with a with a stronger personality, not like that's going to battle him, but be that's going to show him and and make him go beneath where he is right now because outside of that he's going to rule over whoever it is and he's always going to be that way he needs Mm. somebody where he's running behind her like a little puppy not the other way around 
Right. She's got, she's got it messed up because she done let him put her in that puppy phase and she's never going to get out of that. Now, she's the, the kind of bitch I am, oh, I would be slaying in that kitchen, cleaning, cooking. He wouldn't be able to say nothing, but it wouldn't be for him because at the right. end of the day, I'd be like, you know what? I still don't want you. And I can do all these things, but it's not going to be for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to argue with you. Oh, yeah, you want me to cook? Okay, we're going to be in here. You're going to be eating good. I can go with you, but right. I can also have a plan out and you don't even know it. Right. You can be thinking about these meals when you're back in your apartment. Right. Exactly. With that, co- with that coffee. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> with your coffee themed uh, uh, window charms right. or like window treatments. <laughs> oh, I would be serving him up day and night. <laughs> okay you want this what you want right yeah but you're not gonna treat me like that bro no no oh lord I perfected all my recipes for my next man thank you <laughs> right <laughs> oh, a little bit more salt on that one yeah okay next time <laughs> oh lord so then you know we get back to when they get back to the apartment, Katina tells Elijah Wan that he brings her joy and he says right. in a confessional that this was such a good day and he feels like blessed to be with the woman who changed his life. <laughs> okay. And then I, he he tells, he looks her dead in her face and says, the man, or I think that the man who's sitting on the couch with you right now is a great man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm becoming that because of um because my wife calls out my errors without even doing it, just by being who you are. Which, like, what does that even mean? No, she doesn't. First of all, she only calls out your errors when there's an actual an adult in the room, and she can get some backup and assistance, which is fine. But like, because you're creating that environment. But like, I don't know what he was talking. About. <laughs> like, the only reason why she's calling it out because she was able to feel strong with Dr. Viviana there. And that really should make you very sad that she had to. Right. Um, right. So then he says, you know, like, I was just really quick to point the finger at you, but I don't want to do that anymore. And, you know, you're an amazing woman. Uh, let, let's um, let me repeat that sentence. I don't want to point the finger at you anymore. OK, so let's remember <laughs> that when they go to dinner. Right. Um, so <laughs> then um he tells katina that there's a difference between liking somebody and feeling somebody and right now he's feeling her right now and, and again this so is, touched by that i'm like what right eating it up she stopped that up with a biscuit like that is not a compliment no like, it's not and just all. like you know like i'm feeling better about you just you know so you can put that in your pocket and feel good about it okay thanks <laughs> great feeling you i'm feeling you what the heck is that? What is feeling you? What does that even mean? I haven't heard that since Flavor of Love. I don't know, girl. I didn't even know people who said that. It's a crock of shit. <laughs> and she country. was like, yes, he's feeling me. What? Ugh, kill me. <laughs> so then they go to bed. And why did he dress her up like a WNBA player? She wanted to. She wanted, she wanted to do that. That was like the most attracted I'd ever seen to her was when he when she was dressed up like Brittany Griner. Like what? 
He asked. She asked him for the shorts, didn't she? I thought he asked her, but I don't know. I think she did. I think she asked him for that. Oh Lord. Anyway, let's move on to Michael and Jasmina. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. So... They um, start off by Michael. Michael has a conversation with his friend, Travis. He comes over. They get themselves like two of those Tropicana um, fruit blend juices <laughs> and some uh, mid-grade vodka and, and have a kiki with each other. Mm-hmm. And Michael says that so far his relationship has been a roller coaster. And he says, you know, there've been a lot of ups and downs, but the other day they had a huge breakthrough with each other at the tantric yoga studio and when michael told jasmina that he felt like she wasn't being vulnerable she said i'm intentionally not being vulnerable because i felt like you weren't stepping up in the relationship and then he says that like he felt like he was stepping up because he was doing things like changing his schedule for mr feeney the dog that he was you know making sure that he was picking up on the things that she liked and didn't like but what he came to realize is that like he was just doing things that he thought she wanted, but those weren't like things that she wants or needs. And she wasn't fulfilling her in the way that she actually wanted. They frustrate me. Why is that? This prior to this um, episode, the whole communication thing it was just getting, it was just going in circles and circles and circles. I'm like, we're not getting anywhere with this. Mm-hmm. And it was really frustrating to me. I'm like, kid, let's, we're, this is not fun. I'm getting aggravated. And I'm not even in y'all relationship. 
Right. I like I it should be more lighthearted, jovial, fun. And it's just like they just kept going in circles. Yeah, talking over me. You're not talking, but you're talking over me. You, she says she's he says she's talking over him. She said you're not talking. <laughs> and I'm like and they're both they're both doing exactly what they're accusing each other of. Uh-huh. So if he's not talking, how are you talking over him? Right. They they've gotten stuff on a loop. And I think probably everybody's dealt with this at some point in a relationship where it's like, y'all just keep focusing on this topic and you're not allowing yourselves to enjoy the relationship. So now your whole relationship is like you trying to work out on this one thing over and over and over and over. Over and over. And that's exactly how I felt. You're not getting to it's exhausting. You're not getting to know each other. And the more you keep doing that, the longer it keeps going. It's like, why am I here? Like, right. there's nothing tethering you to this relationship other than this fight. Right. <laughs> like, I was, it, exactly. It's like a, a dog that's tethered, the right word. A dog that's just running around, tethered in, in their front yard, just running in a circle. Mm-hmm. Not going nowhere. No. Going nowhere. Fast. <laughs> <Quickly>. <laughs> So I'm glad that this episode finally got out of that because I was so sick of hearing them talking about communication problems, mm -hmm. which are real, but it's like, okay, come on, can we move on and just have some fun? Gee. Right. Yeah. Take a breath. Take a breather. So, you know, he seems to really be excited about this process. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to peel back the layers with Jasmina. I'm really trying to get to know her more. And like, I just like her. I like her presence. Like it's, it's more than her just beautiful, being beautiful. Like she walks into a room and commands attention. And I just uh-huh. like, I like that. And I think it would uh-huh. be good for me to be around. So uh-huh. I like this. I, I, I'm liking Michael a lot more. Like he has been Eeyore, just kind of a sad sack this whole time. Yep, he has. It, this, yeah. I'm liking this side of him. This episode, I saw him in a different light for once. Yes. But that light is only so take, taking him so far. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can only turn that light on just a little bit. <laughs> But the light uh, is not coming on, and I'm definitely not shining no spotlights. Do you like Jasmina? Uh, she's okay. You know, I was reading a through some of the comments on their Married at First Married at First Sight page, mm-hmm. and people really don't like her. They don't. Like she's her. giving him a really hard time. Yeah. She's, you know, she's not all that. Um, I I don't think I feel like that. Yeah, um, I don't. Because it, initially, I was like, "Well, he was tripping." Right. He started he he started it with the whole "you're not gonna talk to me," like you or "you're not gonna over talk me." When he, well, I guess when he answered the question and she she followed up with something, and then mm-hmm. he just took that and asked her to apologize. And since right. then, he hasn't been since then. He had a lot to recover from from me. Right. And I also think, like, she does keep hinting at, like, there have been conversations that happen off camera that were really, like, put her off with him. Yeah, But I feel like people are forgetting that because it wasn't shown. And they're just like, okay, well, you keep harping on something. And it's like, they don't know what she experienced. And so Uh it looks like now that she keeps complaining about shit. Uh (laughs) Because we have seen the evidence and the footage of that but right um, and he has no business yelling at her 
No. No business doing any of the stuff that he was doing on on air. And he had no business yelling at her for any reason. So you're right. I think people forgot about that part. They're just like thinking about him crying about his situation and his past, which is very sad. And it does explain a lot, but that's not okay for you to treat me that bad. I don't know you. I didn't do these things to you. Right. Yep. Let's talk through it. But you're not gonna treat me bad. Great. We have to come from a place of respect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he tells his boy that his plan for their monthly anniversary is to just go like full on super romantic Mike, because she hasn't seen that before. And he's like, you know what? If that doesn't work, I don't know what to do. So <laughs> <laughs> then they get to their anniversary and um michael keeps talking about how he wants to get that old thing back to the magic of you know their wedding day so he surprises her in the morning with breakfast so she walks out of the bedroom there's petals on the floor you know he got the good breakfast i would just like to say he got the good <laughs> stuff he didn't get he got the good uh, he went full monty on that breakfast <laughs> there were bread on bread on bread you want a donut you want a bagel i got you and the really the the thing was like the the spread was nice and it looked nice and it was cute and all that jasmina did say like i really like it because it looks like i did it <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right <laughs> uh, but the thing for me was that he got the good fruit i did not see a melon i didn't see a honeydew i saw pineapple grapes strawberries blueberries all the good stuff yeah it but that was just the beginning that was just the beginning he did really 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 good with his planning super cute it was really really cute um then they start looking through their wedding album and jasmina says in a confessional that it was like a beautiful day their wedding and she like looking back she's kind of sad that they haven't been able to have that the entire month that they've been together and and then they go and look through their original vows and Michael comes up with the idea of writing new vows. So mm-hmm. then he surprises her with part two, which is that they go back to the hotel, the wedding venue. And I just love, did you like her dress? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was okay. She's, she's really thin and I, I, I like, I like thick, thick, I like girls, thick, you know. <laughs> But she's a little thin, but, you know, she's she's a pretty girl. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so Michael says, like, so they bring the vows. They recite their new vows to each other. And they, you know, recreate the feeling of their wedding day. He gets a cellist and they're doing their dance. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jasmina does her vows. I don't ever care about the vows, but she's, you know, she promises to stop fighting him. And she dead ass promised to make him feel heard. <laughs> So, um, honestly, I blinked out. Go ahead. I said, she sure did. (laughs) I blinked at what Michael said, because like I said, the vows are boring to me. But he says, you know, at one point he said, like, it's just, you know, more important to say these new vows to her because he knows her now. That's true, though. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cute. Um. Jasmina says that it was really cute that he wanted to recreate the day and just that it was like a special moment for them. And they both talk about how their wedding day meant a lot to them. And 
Then they go sit back down and have dinner. And Michael talks about how he like genuinely cares about her. And, you know, he likes to ask her about her day and how it Mm -hmm. went. And um, Jasmina says, you know, I feel like we kind of found our groove with each other, but it just kind of sucks that the first four weeks was like such hell. Like it was kind of a waste, but Michael fortunately put a good spin on it because he really could have done his usual Michael stuff and made this bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think that we should look at it as like, look at all the things that we've gone through. Now we're so much better equipped to handle stuff. So like, it wasn't a waste. And she was like, you know what? You're right. So then Michael tells her that he really cares about their marriage and he wants to make it work. And she's like, you know, I'm really happy you said that because I didn't know if you could feel that way about me. And they just have like a really nice time, nice little situation. And Jasmina says in a confessional that she feels like Michael's now listening to her. They've gotten closer over the past week. And like, if he continues doing stuff like this and she feels like she could see herself falling for him and she really wants to say yes on decision day. So she seems pretty motivated. Was that an awe or a a skeptical? Skeptic. What was that? Because she's clearly not attracted to him. And now he's in it. Now he's dancing around like a tap dancing and doing all these things. Okay, I'm here now. I'm not going to keep doing all the acting up that I was doing before. And she's like, "Ah, I'm over you. Mm, You think she doesn't want to smash? Mm-mm. Really? Uh -uh. I saw a couple of people saying that on, on Twitter. And I, I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. Cause, so now I'm like, why were you doing all that arguing and fussing if you are not attracted to him anyway? And that's mm-hmm. really, you know, there's nothing he can do about that. Yeah, but n- not at all. So then I go back to the apartment <clears throat> and... Jasmine is like still in a good mood. He's like, you're, you're feeling me a little bit, aren't you? She's like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and she says um, in a confessional that she can really tell that he's making an effort. And like, she's just glad that they made it to the first month without killing each other. And they go to bed and Jasmina says that the anniversary date reminded them of her, reminded her of their wedding day. And it was just like really nice to get those feelings back because she wasn't sure if she could do it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I don't see them being intimate, and if if you're if you're not attracted to the person, you don't see yourself being intimate with them, whether it's before or after the show. Then there's really no need of going any further. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So then we get to this group dinner date, and everybody's real excited to go. Katina's like, I'm a little bit bored. I'm looking for some drama and some mess. Little did she know. It would be all about her. I know, right? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and, uh, I just want to say that everybody looked like they were dressed for a different event. Like, Steve and Noy looked like they were going to church, like one of those mega churches. <laughs> um, Katina and Jasmina looked like they were going to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mark and uh, Elijah Wan looked like they were somebody's baby daddy going to a baby shower. And I, I don't know. Michael looked like he was going to a day party. Like, I was just very confused. Um, he asked which shirt should I wear. I was like, I knew he was going to pick the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst shirt. 
like he bought it from 1990s uh, Z Cabrici or something like right? that. Everybody, that's in though the like burgundy and black it and green that. it is oh i don't know mm-hmm. i didn't get that memo <laughs> um so everybody sits down and mark's like asking everybody where they're at and Lindsay starts off by saying that like she told mark she loved him on on day three and how freaked out mark was mm-hmm. and she keeps acting like oh this is so funny but he's like yeah no real for real <laughs> For real, I was. Um, and then Noy says, you know, yeah, same for me. Like, I had puppy uh, puppy love with Steve right away. But, like, now we're at the stage where she loves him, is in love with him, and likes him, too. So, mm-hmm. um, then who goes next? Uh, Jasmina mentions how, like, she didn't think things would be easy, but she also didn't think that they would be this hard. <laughs> but... You know, they ha- weren't on the same page, but they've now made a promise to treat every day like it's decision day. So mm-hmm. everybody seems to like that. And they all say, well, yeah, you know, we're all we're going to do that, too. <laughs> Not to steal anything. <laughs> I'm also going to do that. What does that even mean, though? I, so I don't every know. Every day I'm on the chopping block or I right. sleep in the chopping block. That doesn't make me feel good right it, it's not giving what you think it's supposed to give yeah like hey girl that's what i'm gonna do no that's the <laughs> that's the worst day of this whole thing is not knowing really where you're heading right <laughs> no uh-uh that's terrible living every moment on the edge right on the edge. that's not a that's not a comforting feeling <laughs> you should live every day like it was your wedding day right or like it was the the best day that you had so far you have, right like it's your anniversary maybe if she'd have said that then that, I'm like, okay yeah that would have made a lot of sense but yeah right. <laughs> so she's not going to be able to recreate this every day like she said she she needed him to do no not a chance not a chance Oh, Lord. Mark then says that for him and Lindsay, they just need to focus on what their life is going to look like after the experiment. And they need to get on the page about some things before decision day. And um, (laughs) then um, he says, Mark says that, like, there's been a lot of whiplash, particularly in weeks two and three with him and Lindsay. And, you know, there just needs to be consistency, but they love each other. And then Lindsay starts to pet the back of Mark's head, and Jasmina's like, "You notice that whenever you touch him, he like winces." <laughs> <laughs> Every time he looks like he's freaked out. <laughs> you though, he's not yeah. an animal. He's not a cat. Not one of those fifty million cats y'all got. Yeah, she's really she's getting digging hard at the back of his head too. Like it wasn't a loving pet. It was hard. Mm. Uh-huh. So then Michael and Jasmina agree that they both have a lot of work to do and they need also need to figure out what life looks like for them after the experiment and then Jasmina adds that the romantic part has to be there for them too because she's not there yet mm-hmm. so then it's Steve's turn and he says that the issue for him and Noi is that they fight differently and so they need to meet halfway like she needs to learn how to get over things quicker but he needs to learn how to give her more space and 
Noi basically says that she feels like they have a good thing going and, you know, they're talking about kids and stuff. And Jasmine is like, what? Am I about to have a niece or nephew? <laughs> like, why are y'all talking about kids? She tries to make a joke out of it, but the good question, Jasmina. Right. <laughs> so then Katina's like, well, I don't really want to piggyback off anybody, but, you know, we also need consistency in our relationship. And, you know, I feel like Elijah Wan has turned over a new leaf by being calmer. And then it's Elijah Wan's turn. Mm-hmm. And he says, he was, you know, he was sitting there waiting for to boil over. Ready. Ready. You know, he was tapping his leg <laughs> under the table, too. Um, so he says that he and Katina have really great chemistry, but he questions if that's like marriage chemistry or friendship chemistry. And, you know, I just go off on what I see. And to be honest, I noticed something today that bothered me. And it makes me question if this marriage is real. And so everybody's like, <laughs> what are we talking about here? It gets dead quiet. Uh-huh. And then in a confessional, Katina's like, I don't know what he's saying. I'm just as lost as everybody else. Like, I don't know what's going on. So it's so awkward. Nobody uh-huh. knows. Everybody's looking around. And then it cuts to Elijah one in a confessional. And then he says that on the bus ride over to the restaurant, they were all riding in a sprinter. He borrowed Katina's phone and looked at it and he saw something that upset him and that he was just going to ride that ride that night out, but he couldn't hold back anymore. So then he turns to Katina and says, if you want me to bring it up, I'll bring it up like right in front of this table right now. And she's like, what? Awful. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So no, I don't want you to bring this up. And she, then they cut to her in a confessional. She's like, one second, we're just kissing at this table. And now it's like some Jekyll and Hyde shit. Like, I don't know what is happening. Then the producers interview Elijah on and they're like, well, how are you feeling about decision day now? And he's like, well, it's up in the air. Like, I never had a solid answer, but I'll, I'm going to have a solid answer by today. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I think his motive, which was totally wrong, but I think his motive was if I bring this up and everybody agrees that I'm right, then I'm justified in all that I'm feeling. No. Yeah. Nobody was going to do that, though. No. So, yeah, he, he was way, way tripping on that. Way. I would have lost it. I don't like that shit. You know I don't like that shit. Like, I don't like it when people say, uh, they, like, drop hints about something and then they don't just say it. Like, Right. Well, now I gotta wait till we all get in the thing and go home. Right. And now you just ruin the whole night. Ruin the whole night for everybody. For everyone. And now it's so awkward. They don't know what, what's going on. And right. everybody's like just as confused as she is. And it's just like a, such a layered thing. Like you just ruined everybody's night by making something awkward. You did. brought up these vague allegations. You then challenge her and put her on the spot and ask her if she wants you to tell everybody and her at the same time, like how, what respect is that for your marriage and her for as a wife? And like, what is wrong with him? Mm. Yeah, that was awful. If you need to talk about stepping up and, and all this stuff. And he even tried to be like, Oh yeah, well, you know, like, cause I am her husband, like this, that, and the third. It's like, no, no, 
No. Yeah, he, he was way, way wrong for that. I, I probably would have, you said you would have gone up. I probably would have cried because I would have been so embarrassed. Like, what? And then it, it would, I would be sick to my stomach wondering what it could possibly be. And and it's not even like she had a hint. Because like she said, like, we were just doing PDA and all of a sudden it's like night and day. And now she can't even think like, you can't even rack your brain and think like, oh, did something like maybe something today happened and maybe he's still carrying that. But no, because she's thinking they're totally all right. And that's not fair to your relationship either. Like if you're feeling some type of way, that uh-huh. person deserves to know that you feel some type of way about that and just not be in the dark. He humiliated her. Yep. He intentional and he, he gleefully did. gleefully did it yeah he sure did and like, yeah. not even that's not wife that's not friend that's not respect for somebody on a human to human level hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. It's not. He he was way off the mark on that one. And he just sat there and stewed and stewed. Right. And, and then everybody's like noise, like shaking under her table, shaking under the table. And he, I, I just like could not believe what was going on. So finally, um, he... Who says who checks him? So you know, a lot he could say something about wanting to be honest, and Katina checks him and says, But like this is not being honest. You're making insinuations in front of everybody and not saying what it is. Yeah. And yeah. he you know, I just wanted to address it so that you knew that I wasn't okay and that you had to do whatever you could to fix it. What? What? <laughs> yeah. That was I'm glad somebody um, said something because he really was fishing for for support. <laughs> fishing. And like even Lindsay couldn't give it to him. She's like, uh, you know, like you me and Elijah Wan, like, you know, we're the same person, but like, you know, uh right. you know, uh, you know, she's I know that you ride or die for this bitch, but like this bitch is like, I don't just don't know what the fuck happened. Like, first of all, you're not gonna call me a bitch. First right. of all. That that made me so <laughs> mad. I couldn't even remember what he said. I was so upset. Hey. Like, you know what you're doing. I'm a bitch? Oh, no. Right. Uh -uh. Right. So then this idiot says that he doesn't want to address it on camera because if he does, then things will get ugly. And then it'll (laughs) make her look bad. So he wants to talk to her one-on-one. 
You right. Know, growing and made everybody look bad. I mean, right. it made y'all look bad. Well, really, right. but yeah. Right. So why did you just ask her, oh, do you want me to say it? If you were like, oh, well, no, you know, it, it, this is too bad. I, I just, I, we should just talk about this privately. Yeah. Now, after everybody just said that you should talk about it privately, yeah, you want to switch it up. No, no. So then Jasmina's like, you know, you just put everybody in this kind of awkward position because now we're all wondering what this whole thing is. And now we all want to know what that right. is. <laughs> I think Katina didn't like the delivery and I don't think she liked that There was an unknown element to what you just said. And Katina at this point is like, I, I want to go. Okay. So everybody gets up to leave and then they get all the couples reaction to this. So really just the men. Um, imagine that took more time that she had to wait. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So Michael starts off by saying, like, he understands both sides of the situation. Ain't and no he, both like, sides. No. He's like, you know, I understand him wanting to get something off his chest. But, like, you know, I also understand that she felt blindsided. And, you know, Mark is like, I, I don't know what happened. But I just hope they can come to a healthy place. And Steve <laughs> is like, you know what? We all had a pretty great time on that bus ride. So I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of confused about what the turn on that was and noise like yeah i just feel like it was kind of unfair of elijah wanted to put katina in the hot seat and she probably felt cornered uh-huh. absolutely so what they're walking out they elijah dares to put his arm out like she's gonna hold him oh, no. <laughs> like they're gonna walk out like jay-z and Love beyond you know, what no <laughs> now that's when i would have taken my elbow and smashed it in his forehead <laughs> That's yeah. the elbow you're gonna get. Right. Like you're you're gonna be damned if I'm about to walk, like we're about to walk for homecoming out on the field. You you I I'll be damned. I will be damned. So that is like psychotic. But you just threw her out to the wolves, basically. Threw her into a fire. I'm like, why and is I she wanna help hand? her out? Why is his hand even over there? Right. No, you're tripping. Like, <laughs> you like got my eyes, I think my, I think you know that when that emoji with the steam coming out. Mm-hmm. When he did that, I had real live steam. Coming out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, you got some nerve. Some nerve. So they get back to the apartment, and Elijah Wan's like, "Let me see your phone real quick." So she pulls out her phone and he looks through it. He's scrolling and he points to some uh, icon and she's like, I have not been on that in so long. <laughs> and he's like, so apparently it was like she had Tinder up or something. She says in a confessional, that app has been on my phone for years. I don't even have an account. Like it's just the app. I, I, it's been dormant on my thing for so long. I don't even think about it. I didn't even know it was still there. So then Elijah Wong's like, well, his whole thing is like, well, if the shoe were on the other foot or if this were another situation, how would you feel? Like, you would think that was fucked up if you looked on my phone and saw an app. You would think it was fucked up if this was your girlfriend and she was saying that her husband or her boyfriend had a dating app on his phone. Like, you know, do you just really need to think about how it is? And so she's coming from a point of like, yeah, but like, if this were me, I would have asked you about it. Uh-huh, <laughs> and, uh-huh. you know, then we could have moved forward from there. And, you know, as, as soon as she says yes, he's like, well, that's all you needed to say, okay? 
Right. That, like, uh, case right. closed. Bang the gavel. We're, we're done, right? And, you know, he goes on to, like, how pissed she would be. And, like, you know, she's like, you would have noticed. Like, if you did you even look at the app? Did you tap? Right. It's not <laughs> even active. Right. <laughs> All he had to do was do a double tap to see that her account wasn't open. And that would have been the end of the story. So, you know what uh, I would have done? I would have been like, okay, we, we're, we're going through every icon on my phone. Right. Because you know how many I... I icons or apps I have on my phone that I just haven't deleted or whatever yet. Right. No, we're going to sit down. We're going through every single one. Okay, I don't use that one no more. It is still on there. You're going to be mad at me because I have my Schwab account on here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, who, who doesn't have an app that they don't use on their phone? This woman has been through the fire Right, through the storm. To the wall. To the limit to the wall. For a chance, for you, she had risked it all, sir. And now you're acting like she's on, trying to find a sneaky leak on Tinder. Like, come on. (laughs) Come on. Like, really look at the situation. And I would have pulled it up. She didn't even pull it up. I would have been like, pull it up. Pull it up. Click on it. Please click on it. Right. Click on it right now. You want to call me out, bro? Let's do, let's go. Let's go wall to the wall. Let's do it. <laughs> see if you see anything in there because it's an icon, an app icon. All he had to do was click on it, and this would have solved everything, everything. right? So he goes on the ranting and raving about how, like, you know, he deleted everything. That was the first thing he did before he signed up, and like, this is what I did, and why didn't you do it? And like, I did this so that you, you know, would never have to question me as a person. And she rolls her eyes. He's like. What are you rolling? What are you rolling your eyes for? She's like, because you're yelling at me. <laughs> like, right? Like, and then he's like, well, then we don't need to talk. And so he starts yelling about how, like, you know, he put his faith into a stranger, into a woman that he doesn't even know, and he's putting yeah. his heart in her. First of all, no, you're not. Second of all, this is married at first sight. Like, that's part of it. Sorry. Like, they're a stranger. So. <laughs> You are going to have to trust a stranger. That's 50% of this whole thing. Sorry. Um, so he tells the cameras that they ought to leave. And Katina's like, y'all need to get this mic off of me right now. Otherwise, you're going to see the real me. Like, you guys got to go. And yeah, where's the real you? Please show us. Let's see. Yeah, I want to see. <laughs> I would love I to, want see. to see. I want to see. Um, you know, Elijah Wong keeps talking about how it's just common sense that she shouldn't have a dating app. And like, you know, if you're asking the experts to find you love, then you don't need to be on the ass at the same time. Like, well, you don't need to be on Married at First Sight. They both end up taking their mics off. Katina goes to the bathroom and closes the door. We don't know where Elijah Wong goes. Hopefully to the uh, hallway to sleep. And <laughs> right, where did he go? Wild. You know, I um. I could be way off. I think that Elijah Wan was blindsided by how pretty and everything she is mm-hmm. and how decent person she is. And I think he doesn't know how to act. He, he, I, he, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's like, I don't know what to do with this. I think 
Yeah. In his mind, he thought, like, I'm going to find a cute girl that maybe I'm not that attracted to, but she's going to be so into me that she's going to move heaven and earth to want to be with me, and I'm just going to be her king, and blah, blah, blah. And here she is, a hot girl who does for herself and doesn't really want to cook and clean, and he's just like, oh, I don't know how to do this, so what I'm going to do is attempt to control and coerce and make her feel bad Mm -hmm. until she's the person who I thought I was going to get. Right. Yep. I think he, I think he's blindsided by, yeah, exactly how you explained it. And and this is how it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like her to be set up with Gil. Oh, yeah. Somebody who like does for her is traditional, but not as traditional. And somebody who's just like fun. He, she needs somebody who's fun. You know what, in some of the comments, people are like, she really needs to be with Mike. I'm like, oh, uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> y'all y'all are oh, No, no, no. 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 <laughs> Definitely not that. <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts? No, no I just don't think any of them are going to make it. I think it's, the whole season is a wash. Yeah. I think there should, needs to, or should have been, a lot more expert involvement. It seems like it's less and less with every season. Yes. Yeah, they, they're they not really, they're just letting them fly off two sheets, three sheets to the wind. <laughs> it's like, we can do Skype chat. Why don't we, why don't we have them come in from Skype? So I don't, mm, this is a mess. This is a real mess. <laughs> yeah, I don't, expect, um, I don't expect anybody to stay. And if they stay, if they stay, they're not going to be married by the time the next, the follow-up show comes on. Yeah, I agree. Um, is this season putting you off of the franchise as a whole? Kinda, yeah. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. nobody made it last season either. This season was a mess. And I'm still look waiting for another Amani and Woody to happen. Right. <laughs> that seems further and further away. Well, that's so too bad. They got to get it together. They do. They do. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope uh, next time we'll have something better to talk about because this was really a boring episode. So <laughs> thank you for joining me because so, this would have been 15 minutes had it not been for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.